right out of the gate, I want to thank Shane S., Matthew J., Claire G., and James P. for being Patreon supporters. If you like this podcast and would like to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash whatweremember. We do Patreon-exclusive episodes. This month was Back to the Future. If you're in the Metro Detroit area and want to see us live, we are going to be doing live recordings at the Main Art Theater in Royal Oak, Michigan. We're going to be doing The Big Lebowski on June 16th, The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie on June 30th, Mission Impossible on July 7th, and Back to the Future on August 4th. All of those are Fridays, and all of them are at 11.15 p.m. Big shout out to the Main Art Theater for providing us a space to do our podcast. For more information or to check out those dates again, go to facebook.com slash whatweremember. Thanks. I mean, Australians have great national heroes, like that speed Paul skater Hogan. that won because everyone else fell down. Oh, I mean, he's like a classic. Twice. Apollo Twice. No, Apollo Odo fell down. <laughs> he was one of the guys that fell. He got, he got second. Yeah. He was so far in last place in, in his semifinals, <laughs> and then all four skaters in front of him fell down, and he won the semifinal, and then he went to the finals. That was a big moment. All four skaters in front of him fell down again, and he won the final. Is so- that, like, is that, do you feel good after those two moments? Hey, Did he throw a boomerang Gold medals. Go- hey, look, <laughs> he managed to not fall down, so that's some skill right there. <laughs> yeah. He threw a boomerang, it came back around, knocked him down the second time. <laughs> I mean, if you just manage to be a slower than everybody else and, like, can have time to see Slow the accident steady, happen, you know. <laughs> if you could see the accident happen, <laughs> you can win. My name is Bradley Jones. I'm Andrew Moldenhauer. And I'm Andy Hubert. And this is not a movie review podcast, but a podcast we try to remember what happened in a movie we haven't seen in a very, very long time. (laughs) This is what we remember about the next Karate Kid. Were there two or three bad guys in Home Alone? And who was that forgetful fish in Finding Nemo? Join us as we're watching films. See what we remember and what memories we killed. Let's start the show. Here we go. This is what we remember. So why did we... Jump into this one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's the goofiest. Yeah. It's the, uh, it's like it the is, Totes 90 goofiest. It is the goofiest. And it's also a movie that no one talks about. <laughs> it's, it's like the black true. sheep. No one talked about it when it came out. I feel like I even. saw this in the theater. Did you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I will say, uh, I've, I I've probably not. seen this one more than I've seen any of the other I've seen Kid number movies. two the most, for sure. This came out the same week or the weekend of Toy Story. And I'm seeing this one instead because I was like, I want to be an adult. Brad, I want to see an Brad, adult movie. Get out. <laughs> I'm a grown up now. I want to see the girl kick a king. Kick a king. She kicked a thing in the air. Oh, boy. So, how does this movie open? That's the question. Yeah, that's a big uh, question. Opening shot of the film is Andy Hubert. <laughs> it's me? Wait. Andy Hubert. I'm in this movie? The opening it's, of this no, movie. No, no, no. Let Andy answer. Okay, okay, okay go He's got to get it. I don't know the opening uh, scene. I know the uh, beginning of the movie is Mr. Miyagi traveling from L.A. to Boston. Oh. Oh, he's going to Boston? Yeah. What's he going to Boston for? He goes to Boston for like a, like a meetup of his war buddies from the World War, from World War II. Oh, okay. He, it, like they're having some and get together. the Hillary Swank's mom... Was married to one of them? Yes. She was married to, like, his, like, commanding officer or something. Okay. 
And but that commanding officer is dead. Yeah, he gone. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, whoa. I don't know. He, he gone. Did he like just pass, or is it just like uh, in memoriam, like visiting? I don't know. I think thing. it's just uh, they were there for like a reunion and not a yeah. funeral. Just was talking to her. I don't think it was a funeral. They weren't spilling some out for him. But the mom is basically being like, uh, she's having a real hard time coping with. Uh, it's like her grandma is who it is. Okay. I don't even think it's her parents because I think her parents are dead. Whoa. She's she living life. with her grandma. Yeah, because her parents like die somehow her parents are gone they're out of the picture wow. they died in a car accident i thought some i thought they just go on like vacation and like let him watch her no the well the grandma does the, mm-hmm. mr miyagi basically is like let's trade lives for a couple weeks and sends her back to his house so she can sit in his gardens wait <laughs> and, they trade lives yeah like he tells her to go hang out at his place in la because it's very relaxing wouldn't he live in like okinawa way at this point wouldn't he live back in japan no, no? he still lives in la you kidding me I, with, the, with property prices very, out there he can't sell yeah i'm very fuzzy on karate kid three yeah plus his i don't two. remember three at all yeah so i don't know where i remember this better than us. plus his house in the karate kid original trilogy is out of this world bonkers it's awesome oh it's, it's amazing so cool. yeah you can't give up a property like that <laughs> so he like tells her to take a vacation to his house and he's like don't worry i'll watch your kid for a couple weeks and she's like sure uh guy i don't really know that well yeah because killer swank is a handful at this is yeah she in like she's like, some, like... At, she's like a man at the world like punk girl yeah is she in like boarding school or something I, like that i was trying to I remember she to high school I had, she has to be in high school but it's like a military high school or yeah something. it's definitely like a military high school because they have a prom yeah but there's like but the bad guys are like these like rotc guys yeah they're like crazy bullies to her i don't know what their deal is but it's like it's not even like a rival dojo it's just like these dudes at the school who like travel in a pack beating people up yeah yeah and and they're like uh, they're uh, they're giving off some rapey vibes to hillary a lot they for sure like make sexual advances to her multiple times yeah it's like bad like it's like weird Mm mm-hmm I also remember, like, she has, like, a pet falcon or something? She has an entire, like, bird uh, cage house. What? I think it's at, like, the top of a building. Or maybe, yeah, oh, isn't maybe it on top, top of the, the school? It might be at the school, then. Yeah. It's yeah. on top of the school, right? Yep. Because okay. there's wow, this, this love interest. back. <laughs> You're getting <laughs> into it. Because there's this love interest boy guy who's, like, trying to prove himself. Like, I can keep up with you. Okay. You should be dating me. And she's just like, I don't want to date you, loser guy. But he's actually but a handsome, is... handsome fella. <sighs> And I, uh, this is probably completely wrong, but is that guy like in that group? Oh, I bet he is. I is don't... he in that group? But he doesn't really agree he with them. Doesn't like but those guys. guys. But he like they're like the the cool guys who's so got to roll with them. Yeah, he's like wanting like to be it. a part of this hierarchy, but he knows that what they're doing is just like awful. Yeah, he's like they're terrible people, but, but he can't say it because he's the like club. the low man on the totem pole. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's like strictly martial arts, but I do think they all study some sort of fighting. Yeah, like I said, I think like they're like, like a drill they're like ROTC guys thing. or something. Because yeah, the, I'm pretty sure there is an adult Mr. Miyagi like uh, antagonist. Oh, see, now I'm thinking they are. Yeah, they're even more like they're probably JROTC. So it's like well, wait, they have like a drill sergeant guy, like Michael Ironside. The guy from the original, right? No. No? no it's oh, definitely it's not, not? I think it's Michael Ironside. All right. Wait, wait, is Michael Ironside, does he have, like, slick back hair and he's kind of... No. Oh. He's bald. He's from Starship Troopers. He's from Scanners. He's I think this... From... I think I'm thinking he's from of the, from the same me- guy. The Mechanist. The Mechanic. The Machinist. The Machinist. Yeah, we're. Th- I'm, I'm also thinking of the same guy. Okay. Yes. I think, the, I think Michael Ironside's in this movie. Okay, I, I just thought he had, like, slick back hair in this movie. 
I, I don't think he's ever had hair, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I, think, I think he was born Michael bald. Michael Ironsides and... is listening to this podcast like, oh. I like Michael Ironsides a lot. He's <laughs> so hair, good. Yeah, so he's fantastic. He's, he's really wonderful. good in The Machinist. Yeah. And Highlander 2. <laughs> the quickening? <laughs> the quickening. <laughs> I'm so excited for us to do the, do some Highlanders. Oh, my I, God. I can't I wait. Can't, Andy loves those Just movies the theme so song. much. I can't They're wait. Really <laughs> Although, I know a lot about Highlanders. That's true. So it we'll might see. be one of our special releases. Yay. So, <laughs> I'm just thinking about... I've got a picture of Michael Ironside in my head, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy he's in this movie. That was such a good, like, because Peter Griffin giggle. There's no way I, like, wrote this down in my notes before. This is something the podcast drew out of me. Yeah. And I'm just so happy yeah. that I remember that Those he was in this movie. Those moments are so good. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's oh, a boy. moment... That Mr. Miyagi is trying to connect with her, and she's like in a room, and I think she like jacks the stereo up because oh. she's listening to music that is oh, too like, loud. Oh, like cranks like that. the stereo up. Jacks the stereo makes me think she like put a fist through it. Mm. Like she jacked that stereo up. It doesn't work anymore. <laughs> so wait, what is she listening to? I don't know. But there's a moment where Mr. Miyagi turns around and goes, "Ay ay ay, boy's much easier." <laughs> Before, uh, live with the friend Daniel San. Daniel-san come Miyagi room, Miyagi go Daniel-san room. No big thing. Um, boy is easier. Person's Daniel like twice. <laughs> like one point he mentions that he used to teach a boy, and then in this way, there's another point where he says boys are easier than girls. Ooh, boys much easier. Is it racist that I thought Mr. Miyagi was actually in the room for a moment there? <laughs> <laughs> Branch is really good. Yeah. Wax on, wax off, Andy son. <laughs> Have you heard oh, his Australian man. accent? No, it's amazing. Oh, God. <laughs> Come on down, put the shrimp on the bobby. Oh, boy. It's a little different. <laughs> Does Not in a good way. <laughs> is, does she have a vacation coming up, or does she get suspended from school? Because oh, there's a moment yes. where Mr. Miyagi takes her to some sort of monk sanctuary to be yeah I, I think she does get suspended but like it's not her fault that she gets suspended it has something to do with these rotc guys yeah i think, I think she's they, like, like trying to get her. away from them or something i remember like i think she sets off like a fire alarm yeah because like they're chasing her and she's she like ends up trapped or something so she hits it. the fire alarm and runs outside and yeah gets caught like and they they're like you set up a fire alarm get out of here yeah and so i you're you're right she mm-hmm. does um, end up going with him to a monk or like monastery. a monastery because she keeps like making fun and degrading mr miyagi in the beginning of the film mm-hmm. and he does something to show that he knows martial arts so i do know the scene exactly oh Go give it, it to us they stop at a gas station there's a bunch of rednecks on the other side of the oh, pump. Man. Mr. Miyagi gets out of the car. He's pumping gas, and he sees their dog. It's a German Shepherd, and the, and the dog's just like, and then they're like, hey, man, what'd you do to our dog? And then they try to get into a fight with him, and he kicks their ass, all three of them. Nice. Hey! What the hell you think you're doing? Huh? Look at my dog. You turned him into a damn chicken. Uh, Sometimes animals have more sense than humans. You watch your mouth, old man. Come on, let's just get out of here. You ain't going nowhere until I say so. Hey, let girl go. <laughs> watch it, Tim. <laughs> what are you going to do, old man? You going to fight? Huh? Hmm? Fighting not good. Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Miyagi! <laughs> <laughs> 
Fighting not good. Somebody always get hurt. He lays it down, and then she's like, this guy's a badass. <laughs> and then she wants to be trained by him. It's like, it completely turns a corner. It's like, yeah. oh, I've been the bitch this whole movie. <laughs> I need you to teach me how to kick some ass, Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. And he takes to this the Buddhist monastery thing, and she like becomes BFFs with like all the monks. <laughs> well, she also has the same kind of. She's moment like, "What's where... your Instagram? What's your Twitter? <laughs> no, they like, follow they you. They like throw her like a birthday party or something, even like yeah, I'm... at the very end of it. Yeah, like, oh, well, do that. Well, yeah, well, they she has her. to go through this like training scenes with the monks. And I think she has to like jump from a rock to another rock. It's like her big yes. moment of like probably being sweet at karate somehow <laughs> i don't know how that makes her but she's just learning the ways to like be calm because she has a temper yeah and this is like the thing that's gonna so uh, jumping back and i we probably do. already said this yeah. but like why does mr miyagi feel obligated to take her to this this monastery i don't know if he's like he feels obligated to take her i think he just thinks it'll help calm her down okay yeah because she has such temper yeah do you remember she's her so name headed because um, I think there's a moment where like, Mr. Miyagi meets up with the principal, and maybe she like is just. Uh, we have to, we'll like have that. to make one up. I mean, this is like rookie of the year. We got to find yeah. a name. I'm gonna say Allison. Oh, um, well, I don't know. Allison San. <laughs> oh, that's good. Not Allison, <laughs> because you're right. That is a conflict right there, and they must have ironed that out in pre-production. <laughs> I was gonna say Madison San. Samantha. Okay. Sammy. Sammy San. Then call her Samson. <laughs> like the Samsung TVs. Samson. <laughs> But she, he wants to take her to help her essentially like rehabilitate her temper. I, it's like Daniel, yeah. where he was like all mad all the time. Yeah, he like he like focuses mm-hmm. that into training for this, and it'll calm you down. And then you can have a Zen garden and live on. El- the Maybe it's West even Coast. on the way to the monastery where that fight scene happens. I don't even know. I think yeah, sure. I think it is. Okay. Um, and as soon as like as soon as that happens, that fight scene happens, she's just like totally on board. She's like, "How did you do that? Like, where'd you learn that?" Cause she didn't know that he's like a martial arts guy or mm. like a into karate yeah he thinks she's just some old man who doesn't yeah know. yeah you're, she, you don't get me you're you just need my grandpa right she doesn't know that she, he has things that he can teach her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's like old people don't understand me they don't like our music <laughs> they even call back to some scenes in the first uh karate kid where she's like trying to catch flies with chopsticks and i think she just uses like a fly swatter or something like that to, like <laughs> Why don't you just do this? What do you? What's the big deal? But then, like Mr. Miyagi's like, oh, oh, yo, boys, that, easier, not, boys, easier, <laughs> girl. Oh, man, I'm kind of worried about like, uh-huh. oh, like the sexism I'm going to see in this movie. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Will it hold up? But the the monks even like get into the stuff that she's into. I think they're even listening to like a, a Walkman or she, something. She, she brings life. down this monastery. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> she's listening to music and they're like going along with it. But she just has to basically like clean the same way Danielson would wax on, wax off. Yeah. yeah. She has to go around the monastery like just cleaning everything. That makes sense. It just really teaches you patience, the whole thing. <laughs> she's, I think she's even cleaning like an entire church or does cafeteria. She, does she do like the iconic with, even with like a, a toothbrush, maybe. Oh even. man. Does oh. she do the crane kick? Does she does she do it? Sort of. She does like a super Saiyan version of it. Where what? she like kicks like real high in the air, like Ooh. real crazy split kick, and then like shoot from a low angle, Ooh, okay. go ahead and see the ground, and <laughs> just like this insane. That's thing. pretty sweet. Where yeah. she jumps from the rock to the rock because they just gotta <laughs> amp it to eleven. Yeah, they gotta crank that thing up. <laughs> but I, I think Daniel Larusso could take her in a fight. Oh by, yeah, by the end of the film. I mean, you think so? even from the first yeah. movie. 
I, I mean, first movie. Daniel first of all, also. he's like five years older than she is, and he probably weighs at least like sixty pounds more. I feel like he already has that training. I, you he's think gonna he be weighs advantage. sixty pounds more than Hillary Swank? At I least. bet they weigh the same. I bet they're exactly the same. <laughs> I bet what? they're exactly the same. <laughs> I bet they're exactly the same. She might even have a he... few on him because she is ripped in this I movie. Mean, t- I'm not yeah, doubting he, that. He's but... like five two. Uh, he is pretty small. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to be a little annoyed with her bangs in the movie. That's a little bit of a side issue. You're already prepared for that. I'm already prepared to yeah. like move those bangs out of your face, girl. <laughs> write, some, write some notes for the hair <laughs> portion of get this them, podcast. Gotta get some 90s bangs, bro. <laughs> so she gets out of the monastery and goes back to school, a changed person. It's like she's not even the same. Julie! Julie! Yes! Got it! <laughs> oh, I, remember the, nowhere. I remember the, uh, the boyfriend calling her that a bunch of times. Okay. Because... He's, she comes back and she's a lot nicer to him now, but they're still trying to settle stuff up with the ROTC guys. Mm-hmm. He even asks her to prom. I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but I know like Mr. Miyagi buys her a dress. Yeah, he takes her to go get a dress. No, he just flat out buys her one. And she like, opens a... it and she's like, Mr. Miyagi, oh, oh it's you. Boo, 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 boo. He's like, oh yeah, you look real good in this dress. <laughs> now just cut those bangs, please. <laughs> she tries it on. It's like a wedding dress. She's like, I don't think this is exactly what I'm doing. Mr. Miyagi need visa. <laughs> You must not marry Mr. Miyagi. Ring on, ring on. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. That's a good Green card. Green green card. (laughs) Not not making the podcast. It's not making the podcast. Everyone's everyone's no longer listening. Okay. (laughs) I think the ROTC guys even trash her bird sanctuary. Oh, they definitely do. They do something to Mm, it. They either Mm. let them all the birds out. I think they let it. Yeah, I definitely think they let them go. Yeah. They even, um, like, they find out that that guy is, like, sweet on her, and they just tease him essentially out of the gang. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, is there, like, a a final, like, fight scene? So there's, like, a karate scene? They fight in a like a warehouse or a dock of some kind. But this is an actual fight. It's not like uh, yeah, same thing is... as like the Karate Kid where they're going to a tournament. No, this right. is like a, just a brawl fight. A where legit like... fight. Yeah, well, her and Miyagi. Fights, essentially. There's yeah. one where Mr. Miyagi beats up Michael Ironside. There's, yeah, I think they happen in like kind of reverse order where, yeah, in this one, well, she maybe beats up. in the prom first and then goes to the dock. I think maybe? she beats up one of the ROTC guys and then their leader shows up and is like, girl, you're just a girl. And Mr. Miyagi's like, oh, I'm not a girl. Come fight me well i think julie beats up one of his best students and yeah he's like i ain't gonna be losing to no girl <laughs> yeah yeah so she's like he like even sets a trap to like get mr me like he picks a fight with mr miyagi like right yes. out of the game i think yeah i absolutely think he goes out he, of he to wants me. to murder both of them i would wow. i would think oh yeah, <laughs> yeah um, i mean ultimately is... maybe that's not like what i mean that's that what's gonna happen yeah maybe not mr. Miyagi just gives him like one karate chop and it's over Oh, I he, mean, he yanks like, his nose. Uh, oh, his yes, nose. that's right. <laughs> no. They actually have a fight, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah they do. Ironside. This guy something. is, like, breeding them to be, like, Hitler youth or something like that. <laughs> Seriously? Like, this guy's, like, a Nazi-type guy, it seems. Old Ironsides. Old Ironsides. <laughs> so, but, so, yeah, essentially at the end, I mean, I'm sure they uh, they win. She, fights, she fights in a prom dress. The, the boyfriend also does some fighting, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Too. Mm-hmm, they team up. He gets his butt whooped, and then she ends up beating like the head bully. I'm pretty sure, almost with the same like kind of crane kicky thing. Probably, I, maybe. So some technique. Maybe she, she jumps from one rock to another, and then he falls into his death. 
because he can't jump the rocks. There's a pit of lava that he just <laughs> yeah. face plants yeah. into. Right into, oh, where did that come from? In Boston. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so then, uh, what, the prom happens, I guess? And yep. And just she goes out to prom the dance and, and uh, yeah. everything's resolved. Her and her boyfriend are okay until she goes to college. She might even have some, like, friends who, like, want to be friends with like maybe she's mean to her friends at the beginning and then she's like nicer mm, at the end that could be yeah like she's, she's, like, someone, she's calmed ladies. down yeah someone maybe, maybe she's got her. like that best friend since childhood and she drives away that friend during the movie and at the end they reconcile yeah, yeah. it's or, just like that one best friend that since she was a kid or maybe like, the other way around where that I best friend you. like maybe she felt like her friend outgrew her in a way oh maybe yeah. and maybe she came to terms with it that could be and then she forgets all her karate training in the subsequent years because mm-hmm. she doesn't keep it up. Well, she million dollar baby some. That's true. Know. She does yeah. have a million dollar baby eventually. <laughs> does she ever get her hawk back or whatever it is? Yes. Yeah, I have to believe she does. I think the boyfriend like tracks it down somehow. Ooh. But I forget how or why. Yeah. Or I know I know why. I forget how and 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 why. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was trying to just say how again. <laughs> it just kept coming out as why. I don't know how or how. Or who <laughs> or when. <laughs> but I think he almost gets like all of the birds back. It's like, oh, yeah? It's like he was collecting them secretly without her knowing. And that's the turning point. He's got like 30. Like no, no, I'm just, I'm just imagining he's got like 30 birds and she was just like, I only had five. Like, where, who are all these? Most of these are pigeons. These weren't the birds that were here I found your, I found your hawk. That's a pigeon. <laughs> They're all pigeons. That's a parakeet you got from the store. Please return it. Yeah. The, the other hawk is going to eat that bird. <laughs> And then uh, I imagine Mr. Miyagi goes back home. Probably. In the very end there. Yeah, the the uh, the grandma comes home and she's like, Mr. Miyagi, are you going to come visit again? Or maybe you come to Okinawa. And then the, they just make the Jackie Chan next Karate Kid oh. movie instead. I'm going to watch like 10 minutes of this one then just switch to Karate Kid 2. <laughs> I really want to watch that again. So we can, that we jump, can we jump back like to those really quick? So obviously we know Karate Kid 1. Yeah. It all yeah, takes yeah. place in California. Is number sure. 2 yes. the one where they go to Japan? They go to Okinawa, Japan. yep. Because like some relative died and they all go back for the funeral. Mm-hmm. And Daniel-san goes with. And he falls in love with a girl out there. Yep. Sure. And then what's the third? What is the third it's one the, about? It's just essentially the first one all over again. Yeah, but with the girl from Teen Witch as the girl. Wait, what? The girl from Teen Witch is Daniel Larusso's love interest in that one. Oh, okay, okay. I I thought you were saying it was like the next Karate Kid, <laughs> but in a way. Karate like, Kid like Three. That girl yeah. was the. Oh no, he, Mr. Miyagi <laughs> trains another girl. <laughs> no, it's essentially a remake of the first movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, almost beat for beat with a few changes, like. <laughs> But you almost see, like, a bad version of Dan LaRusso in that third movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the other villain, like, brings it out of him. Oh, wow. I'm learning Maybe. stuff Mr. Miyagi would have never taught me. I'm learning how to break ice and punch heads. <laughs> and I like it. It's like Spider-Man 3 when Tobey Maguire <laughs> goes to the dance hall. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah, two's definitely my favorite. And then Jackie Chan beats up a bunch of kids in that other one. The, the remake that no one saw, that everyone saw, really, because it made a lot of money. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. just, I just refused to see it. Yeah, it made like a boatload of money. Yeah, it made a, it made it a made so Why'd you guys see that movie? Why I didn't did, watch it. it Why did everyone go see that money. movie? I didn't watch the movie. I don't want to see it. I did look up how much this movie grossed. $7 from Brad Jones back in 96. <laughs> <laughs> That's for certain. Any guesses? Okay, I'll give you... Um, I may even Kid, bought a popcorn. Karate Kid 1 was about $80 million, I think. Karate Kid 2 was like 101 
And then Karate Kid 3, I think they said that was, was like 50 or something. And then this one's still was probably around the same amount. Now, this one I think was like 8 million. <laughs> oh. It was like terrible. But I really like. When it comes to it, like I think I saw this before any of the other Karate Kid movies. Really? I well, saw yeah, because you're one. an adolescent boy. You want to see the one with a lady <laughs> in it, right? But I think it like came out at a time when like my grandpa would have shown this movie to me or something like that. He would have went out and rented mm. it or bought it, and so like I, it would have been, you know, it, it, it happened. Been the one that was more readily available on cable television right. or in right. VHS or this whereas definitely... like the other like Karate Kid one happened the year before I was born, so it's like. I would have had to have someone just say, like, oh, this is a great movie. You should check it out. Like, yeah. the next Karate Kid came out when I was, like, seven or something like that. Gotcha. No, so I, just definitely, like... I definitely saw one and two first. Because I think my parents just taped them off TV yep. on the VHS. That's how I saw them. Taped saw them. off HBO. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see this one until way later. Because hmm. I was like, girls are gross. Who needs girls? All right. Any, uh... Any less karate next karate kid. There's a moment Moments. where she sees like medals that he won or something like that. There's like a connection story about his past and how he knew her dad or whatever. They have like a big connection. That's her grandpa. She's not that old, Brand. Grandpa, maybe. Does maybe even her parents. Danielson ever make it in this movie? No. No, he's not. I don't not even know if the word Danielson gets said. Wow. It movie's zero. I don't times. think it does. I think he just mentions a boy twice. Like he mentions I trained a boy and that boys are easier. Okay. I'm just wondering, like, how many Daniel sons are there out there? You know, like, how many, how many, like, high school per- people has he like trained, mentored, to... and over the yeah. years? Yeah, like, I mean, there's got to be like so many different like potential karate kids out there that he's trained. But it seems I thought they alluded to in like the first one that he used to run a dojo. Yeah, but maybe I'm making that up. I when, <laughs> when is Daniel Larusso gonna or Ralph Macchio gonna get old enough where he can play Mr. Miyagi oh, in man. a remake of this movie? 30 more years, maybe? Is he, is he going to do a Mr. Miyagi I don't think he has 30 more years in him. Oh, boy. That's, that's sad news. I will, say that, <laughs> I will say that this is, like, the first, like, version of trying to turn turn boy movies into girl movies. Hmm. We're just, like, recasting it. Before the Ghostbusters did it. What year was this? 96. 95-ish? 96, 96. Okay. Yeah, okay. Whatever the year Toy Story came out. Yeah. Yeah, ni- well, then 95. 95, then. Yeah. And... Just putting, you know, they tried and it failed, but I <laughs> it liked did. it. With but, with this one, yeah, I I think this is successful. Oh, probably I, like box office wise. Box office failed. wise, right, yeah. right. I know it's yeah. They just can't turn boy movies into girl movies. Not even in the nineties. They tried to do it twenty years later with Ghostbusters. Couldn't do it then. Mm, well, no. there's a level of sexism that I enjoyed playing with this. I think oh, <laughs> if you want to get real serious, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this movie's solid. You haven't seen it yet. You're making that you're prediction now. You're gonna say you're it's like, usually a second part predict. Like yeah, I was gonna say usually. You, it's, oh no, we're gonna see when you sucked. when you come back. You're gonna be like, oh, boy. you're just gonna be like Homer Bound again. You're gonna oh be like, this God. movie was. I know movie. she's she's a real B, and that might turn me off. And then those those bangs <laughs> are gonna turn me off. And but after she like <laughs> likes Mr. Miyagi, I think I'll be on board. For mm-hmm. me. I'm just ready to see that gas station scene and see how well I remembered it. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be in a Target. <laughs> the parking lot of a Target. It happens. <laughs> Not in the gas station at all. Yeah. Mr. Miyagi used the hose in the gas station to light the guys on fire. <laughs> it gets real dark. It's kind of like the opening of uh, Zoolander, but like the dark version. 
I'm just curious to finally see this again because every time I try to picture these scenes, I always see Amy Jo Johnson instead of Hillary Swank well, for some reason. You want to put Amy Jo Johnson? I wish in this Amy Jo Johnson was in this. Who is Amy Jo Johnson? She played the Pink, Pink Ranger. Ranger. Uh, oh, Kimberly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I know Kimberly. Come on, dog. <laughs> you guys didn't say Kimberly. I mean, we're on a first ner- first name basis. <laughs> We named the color. Jesus, I feel like that's easier to remember. Nah, you're like I got Kimberly all up in here. Nah, she puts she puts that motorcycle helmet on, and then I'm just like, <laughs> who is it? Yeah. <laughs> the Power Ranger helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, it's just a motorcycle helmet. I I doubt that would protect you in a crash on a motorcycle. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's the uh, yeah, it's like just like the cotton version of it. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to do Turbo Power Rangers movie? Oh, we should. We, I we could totally to do Power now? Rangers Turbo. We'll, we'll wait for the sequel to come out. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And then do that one instead. Do that. And I mean, one. we could do we'll Mighty do Morphin Power, Power Rangers. <sighs> Isn't that the one I'm talking about? Is that? Well, there's there, there's Power Rangers the movie. <laughs> With and Ivan Ooze? Power Rangers Turbo, which are both Power Ranger movies. Which one is the one that's coming out? I want the one with Ivan out. Ooze. The one coming out, I think, is just Power Rangers. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about that one. I want the one with Ivan Ooze. That's Power Rangers the movie. <laughs> I want that one. Okay. Mighty Morphin. That's Power the one where they get uh, dinosaur zords. Whoa, spoiler. <laughs> Hold on. Dino. We got to remember that one now. Dinosaur. Let's go. I'm going to go get the VHSs right now. <laughs> Join us in part two. We try to remember what we got right and what, what we got wrong for the next Karate Kid. And the next part. <laughs> and the of next, next Karate Kid. Yeah. The next part. Nailed it. Congratulations. Congratulations? That's all you're going to say is congratulations? Don't I get a belt or something? I belt more. No! I mean a karate belt. Brown belt, black belt. Why need the belt? So everyone knows I'm good. You know you're good. That's the important thing. Oh, come on. Even Elvis Presley got a black belt. Borrow from Elvis next time see him. Welcome back to the Karate Waltz podcast. We watched The Next Karate Kid. It was slow. <laughs> I watched it in pieces. Yeah, I mean, you almost have to. It, it is a really slow movie. Yeah, I watched it probably thirty minute chunks, so it felt yeah. like a TV show to me. I did watch it all the way through, but like when I say slow, I mean like all the fight scenes, which were like one, one, maybe two, <laughs> were very, very slow there's, fighting. Yeah, there's one fight. Scene. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen uh, the first three, even. But there were so many times I'm just like. Uh, I was like cringing watching this movie because there are several homages or like echoes of the, those movies in yeah. this movie that just like were not the same. He does say Danielson, which was, one we were, time, yeah, we were, one yeah. Time. We were trying to figure out if he actually mentions it by name. Well, it's it's when he walked in on Hillary okay. Swank putting <laughs> clothes on. She was like in a bra or something like that. She was yeah. putting a shirt on. He just walked right in and. And she was like, don't you knock and like close the door. And he, he felt like really bad. And then he says some he line, which Brad, you had said in the part one, where it's like, boys boy, are easier. Boy, much easier. He's but, like, I used to okay. work with someone named his, Danielson. Without any context for Hillary Swank, his explanation sounds really weird. Where he's like, I used to live with like a young boy. We just walk into each other's rooms all the time. Probably while we're era, naked too. You know? And it wasn't a big deal. Like Boys were easier to get together <laughs> yeah, with. Right. Oh, Oh man, it it really is sounded kind of weird without the context. Of I mean, the what does he mean by boys are easier? <laughs> oh, that you line know what doesn't he even. Means. <laughs> oh, I, I do oh, know. Boy, oh boy, I do know, but I don't know if the writer knew. <laughs> <laughs> 
This movie came out in 1994. Hillary Swank's parents are dead. They have a car accident. In real yeah. life? No. Oh. In the film. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, what and, was her name again in the... Julie. 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 So Julie's parents are dead, and what? she's living with her grandma. Yeah, and she's just a bee to her grandma for no she is, good reason. Uh, she's, I mean, she's, she's the quintessential, sass. like, angry... High school girl. And she's not even that angry or upset about anything. She's just yelling at her grandma she's for just, no reason. Yeah, she's just mad at the world for no reason. Well, she hasn't coped with the death of her parents. I, th- I think that's what they're I getting mean, at. But she, she, you're right. Her grandma is, like, supportive. Yeah, very nice. And there's no reason why she's, like, lashing she does, out at her I mean, in particular. She does have to go to a really messed up high school. Like, what the heck is up with the Alpha Squad, whatever they're called? Yeah, they're Alpha like the ROTC elite. people the Alpha or elite. They're not even, yeah, they're, they're like, they're not even, they're called the Alpha Elite. And then, like, their <laughs> leader guy is clearly just an oppressive overlord. I'm not clear what his position is with the school. Well, he's he, also on the police force. He, like, straight <laughs> shows up in a, a scene where he's, like, in a cop car, like, taking... You know, he just has one from the school, of course, it you know, just, any, he's got to feel important. But, like, when, when she's in trouble and the principal's like, oh, I think she's okay, and he's like, no, this won't happen again. And the guy was like, okay, it won't happen again, like... Is he just intimidating the school principal, or is he above the principal? I think what most upset me in this movie was the alpha elite leader guy. He just wants to rape her. He, oh man, that's the, like the, the uh, thing the, he wants. The high to school do. student, or Ned. the okay, the, where he like straight Ned up like almost assaults her in like the little greenhouse thing. Right, yeah. the right, right out of the, the beginning. Right out of the beginning. I that was really. I'm disturbing. telling you, when I said in the first part, there was some rapey vibes. <laughs> oh, there you were joking. There he, were. He was like uh, incredibly sexually aggressive. Threatening her with violence unless she, like, basically went out with him. But we all know that was cool. So, uh, what my movie rewrite for this is, is just have it be a girl bully. Have it switch all yeah. the roles to the to the female version if you're going to do that. I that way, they don't, that's, that, the rape vibe doesn't yeah, exist. Avoid it. Yeah, you She's can avoid it. She's just, like, a, cheer, a cheerleader or just, like, and some sassy And then she ends brat. up fighting, like, the girl, a girl at, at the, the end. end. It yeah. makes, doesn't that make sense to yeah. me? Yeah. That, I think it makes sense. get it? They can even become friends because... Um, she doesn't have any friends at this school, nope. and, and apparently, like all the attention is put on her too in classes, <laughs> from teachers, from the principal, yeah. from the students. Everybody, it's like Julie's in her own world in here, and no other That's students exist in very this high school. Yeah, and it's like they don't even like care that she lost her parents, and like don't even care to like help her out through <laughs> nope. this time. Well, the principal seemed like he was willing to be lenient with her, and then so I yeah, I don't get that. Like the principal or the superintendent would be the person that runs all the programs in the school and mm-hmm. makes them work. So like, why does he? And then Michael it... Ironsides is like, we will expel her. What and he's class? Like, like basically. What class is Michael Ironside teaching? <laughs> right. I, I, he seems to sort of like a gym coach, but they talk about like mm. all the alpha elites like a big deal and helps you get into good colleges or is something. Is there a cr- high school karate team that I just missed out like, on oh my in high gosh. school that I could yeah, have joined? I don't know. And, okay, and he is so invested in the role of training these high school kids to kill things. Mm-hmm. Like he straight up says like we have to go all the way. Like if there's a criminal, you kill him. We don't use the justice He's system. the leader of a Project Mayhem. Yeah. Yes, inside, he really is. <laughs> This high school terrifying. <laughs> this, yeah, this basically, high school like the principal or the superintendent would be the one that that said the okay for this program. Like, yeah. is he not paying attention to what Michael He's Ironside is doing? He's too scared of Michael Ironside to says to say no. He's like, that guy's gonna come to my house and he will kill me. This is what he will do. <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> it's it's definitely true. There's only one bird in the movie. Yeah, it's not yeah, like and a whole it, and it never gets lost. It just or like it gets misplaced for a minute. <laughs> that was a I really it, funny. I like, away, but just <laughs> so let me talk about the bird. For sure, a go go the for it. The crisis of birds <laughs> was so stupid. 
So Hillary Swink keeps sneaking off from Mr. Miyagi, from her classes, from everybody, to go to the top of this school where this bird is. Where I guess there's a bird cage up there because she says a janitor used to store pigeons mm-hmm. in some throwaway exhibition line. And the bird has a hurt wing that I it guess got, it was shot. It she got says? shot. Yeah. yeah. And she's just going up there to, to just to talk to the bird because she has no one else. She doesn't have friends. It's her therapist. Yeah. yeah it's her th- <laughs> Basically, <laughs> she yeah. doesn't talk to anybody but this bird. And eventually she has to leave to go to the the monastery and this the dude eric i think was his name yeah yeah he was the guy was 24 years old <laughs> i looked up his age at the time he has like 30 year old haircut he also looks like he like skipped a decade like he, he, he like skipped from 83 to like 93 he very much did not leave the 80s <laughs> he, he, he played johnny cage in mortal kombat 2 so he, oh, he was wow. the bad johnny cage oh boo the one that died in like 10 seconds yeah, like the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. And the this bird, it's just causing her problems. This yeah. is this is the the big thing. She keeps sneaking out. She's missing home. She's missing homework for some reason. Like she's never really. Yeah. Is she ever in class during this film? Like no. okay, she's always just cutting. This grandma right? did not. She could not apparently figure out how to handle the girl because yeah. Why she... does the grandma go to Mr. Miyagi's? Why doesn't? Here's my fix. Another fix for the movie. Julie goes to Mr. Miyagi's place. It's a better setting. It's that sweet Asian house that he owns. Yeah, in LA. She's, she'd be um, a fish out of water. It would be. It would make sense for her not to have friends. She's away from the alpha elite. The I'm going to argue the other side because I think what their intention was to make Mr. Miyagi the fish out of water. They didn't do that good enough. I was hoping for a Doc Brown storyline, like Back to the Future 3 style. You know how Back to the Future 3 is a Doc Brown movie, if you look mm-hmm. at it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted a Mr. Miyagi movie, and I thought I was going to get it, but I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I, I wanted Eric maybe to have a grandma that Mr. Miyagi could have like hooked up, like oh, that been had a fling with. Yeah. Like have him sort of, you know, <laughs> oh. Yeah. I wanted him to have maybe a love I relationship thing, but... I don't... Yeah, his arc was just dealing with Julie? Mr. Miyagi's? Yeah, what was Mr. Miyagi's, like, true arc in the film? Because in the first... <sighs> I'm talking a lot. But in the in the first film, it gets resolved. Because he doesn't... He's kind of a shut-in. He doesn't want to deal with anybody. He doesn't yep. want to deal with Daniel-san. But eventually, like, through he gets, gets compassion and starts remembering that he's, like, a nice guy. And he even, like, trains him and, like, yeah. supports him. He kind of comes out of his shell. But in this movie, he's already out of his shell. Well, and, and then in Credit Kid 2, he, like, goes and deals with his past with his family. Correct. He goes back to Okinawa and deals with that. And Daniel-san kind of comes along and gets to learn that stuff. So they're both growing in those movies. This movie very much... It felt like they tried to do fish out of the water because they're like, oh, let's take him, move him to Boston. But then most of the movie, I feel like he spends with those monks who are yeah, exactly, exactly. Those are the fish exactly. out of water. They're exactly the same as him. So he's like, well, I'll take you out for another town. So I'm like, so you managed to find your area of Boston and not have to deal with actually adjusting to being in a different place. Correct. I wanted it more Miyagi arc. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. Yeah, you're right. There is no arc for Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. He's literally just doing a favor. He's paying a debt for this family basically because louise the grandma she was married to someone that he fought in the war with yeah and apparently this guy saved his life so he's like indebted to this family but like that is all like thrown at you like right, right away at rapid fire you just have to like <laughs> just like ignore a lot of stuff a lot of exposition and just move past it in a way julie like, should have like a sexy older asian teacher who also like dabbles in dancing or martial arts <laughs> they mr miyagi's like ooh, look at that who's that person like they're even the scene where like mr miyagi gets her homework that could have been a scene where he like talks to the teacher and like yeah. it's you know that's a, a that's number not a, and... see there's so yeah so many things that 
could have easily made this a better movie. <laughs> Honestly, like the when they went to the monastery, like that whole scene. I loved it. I love that part. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I liked it a lot. I liked it, but I thought ca- it was like way too long. Like they spent so much time on that that it kind of took away from other they possibilities. It, it does feel like half the movie. <laughs> it's. I, mean, I did feel like Julie's character develops through. So in the first half of the movie, it's just characters explaining things to each other and yeah. not showing them. They're just ex- like using exposition. When she finally goes to the monastery, there's the scene where she has her shoes facing a different way and she just adjusts them to be correct. And it's like, oh, that's the moment where she realizes that it's all not about her mm-hmm. and she needs to start paying better attention being a better mm-hmm. person. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, finally you're showing and not telling movie. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. <laughs> The, the school itself is just so messed up in this book. I can't even get past it. Like, the bungee jumping into the prom. That was... What was that totally about? Totally irrelevant. I didn't get it was, that at all. It was like the colonel guy was mad that there was a prom. I'm like, how long have you been working at this high school? That's what they do. That's Project Bayhound. That's like... Yeah, yeah. So, just to give you guys uh, some explanation. Yeah. There's a prom going on, and then out of nowhere, two guys, part of the Alpha Elite, jump from the rafters on bungee cords and they like smash the little photo they, set they smash like a uh one of those little wooden it's like a gazebo gazebo yeah 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 kind of thing and then there's like no real explanation about like what they were doing like, there, what their purpose was there is and like eric goes up to one of the guys because he he like quit alpha lead at this point but he's still like oh man like and the guy broke his arm yeah. doing this bungee jump he's like oh man guy are you okay he's like oh i think my arm is broke and then he eric tells the leader guy like what are you doing like these guys just got hurt like this was really dangerous and the, the leader guy's just like mind your business this yeah, is he's alpha like, he's elite fine. stuff and i'm like you're, the alpha league guys just trashed their own school's dance, which is like a school function. Again, where is the administration at this school? There's no, there's no administration. I don't there's understand. not even a teacher in sight. Did you recognize one of the alpha elite? I yes. did. Walter Goggins. Yes, yes. Walter, young Walter Goggins. Yeah, Walter Goggins is the in this movie. It, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe when I saw it. He has like one line too, like right near the end. Yep. I was like. Mm-hmm. He, well, he has the moment in, in the last fight. It's the echo of the first movie where he do, he he's like, maybe he's had enough. I want to stop beating this guy up. Yeah, which is what happens in the. I first did movie. originally write a note that there was no black people in the Alpha Elite, but then there was just one <laughs> black person in the back. I I wanted to make a point of that. I was just like, oh. this seems like a weird like neo Nazi like type group, but then there was one black person in the background. Should have been all ladies. Should have been all lady fight team. I think that mm-hmm. I think that would have been a really cool. Thing. That w- I think would have made this movie work better. Mm-hmm. But they still could have had like a mean, grumpy Michael Ironside could have still been yeah. the guy for Mr. Miyagi to have a antagonist. But they needed like an event, like that's that's where it went wrong. Like the Alpha Elite should be like performing something or doing something that gets right. There's no karate or... tournament equivalent. Yeah, yeah, no, they're it's just literally mean just for a dockside fight. It, yeah, it is, and he straight up says like, "Oh, oh, that's also one of the the line that he's being really aggressive to her in the greenhouse, and it was really uncomfortable." He's just like, "How about you and me go to the docks?" And I'm like. Jesus Christ, like, this is just really bad. Like, (laughs) I don't know. But, like, and then there's the big crisis with the bird, where, like, she left and had Eric take care of the bird. And And then the bird's missing. On the very last day of Eric taking care of this bird, the guy finds out about the bird. And just, he just, he just gives it to a shelter. 
Like, yep. <laughs> he doesn't, like, kidnap it and hold it hostage. Ned the bully gives it to a shelter? Yes. Yeah. He's just like, haha, joke's oh, yeah, on you. Yeah. I gave it to a shelter. It's probably dead already. And I'm like, I don't think he understands how oh, shelters yeah. work, especially with something like a falcon, which is usually a protected species. He did what Julie should have done <laughs> when she found the falcon. Yeah, or and whatever. Mr. Miyagi was even like, and she's it's like, time to let this thing go. She's and, like, oh no, the shelter. And then they go and just pick the bird up. Mm-hmm. And that was the big conflict. And the bird can just fly away anyway. Yep, so yep. The, the shelter didn't even <laughs> check to see if it was it was fine. Like, the shelter could have like, oh. just let the bird go. And Julie saw would have got there. I'm like, where's the bird? And she's like, oh yeah, the bird was fine the whole time. Yeah, Wait, the, so how did she get the bird back? She just went to the shelter was and was like, that's shelter. my Does bird. Does this shelter just, like, give animals <laughs> away, like, oh, like this willy-nilly? Is, this is your falcon? Like, you just have a falcon? <laughs> I don't know. But apparently the shelter, like, it was still wearing the same, like, bandage she'd put on its wing. I was like, this shelter didn't even give the bird a checkup. And then Mr. Miyagi does his hand thing, and he's like, well, I, I fixed the falcon yeah, because that's how it works. First film. And... That's how he fixes Daniel's son's <laughs> back. I... Or leg or whatever. So I don't know what Mr. Miyagi's purpose was until 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 she was almost hit by a car and she went into tiger position. Yes, <laughs> that is the moment where I think like after that he's like he wants to learn a little bit more about her. She knew a little bit of karate, which you get some backstory that Mr. Miyagi taught her grandfather, which yes. taught her her I, father, which taught her. And I think that was I, I think the idea behind it was. Um, that Mr. Miyagi suddenly realizes he has common ground because up to then yeah. he kept being like, girls are weird every time that like they had any interaction. And so finally he's like, oh, okay, I see an opening. And yeah, that's when he's just like, I'll teach you to fight if you babysit these kids. And that home, scene was so strange. <laughs> yeah, that- I mean, I know they were trying to like put a fun moment in the movies. She like babysits these kids and you have a montage where she's playing Nerf like yeah well as a kid i liked that that scene in the movie yes, yes. i agree with you i had like the as the, an adult as an adult it, it feels very oh, like man. weird in contrast to other scenes before yeah, i think mm-hmm. it was supposed to represent the start of her being less mad because she's mad when she goes over and she's like "Ugh, these stupid little kids and then she learns to have fun with them and teaches them that she's much better at nerf wars than they are um but it, it was a it felt very out of place it also sort of felt like just a big nerf commercial but (laughs) (laughs) and like mr miyagi even says even says nerf balls balls. yeah like he's got a whole bin of (laughs) i did want to jump back to when she does almost get hit by a car that pizza delivery guy i love that pizza (laughs) he was my favorite character in the entire movie i loved him wow i'm really sorry are you okay okay. are you okay i'm I'm really sorry she came out of nowhere man i didn't even see her you're not hurt i said i was okay Hey, hey, look, 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 I'm really, listen, man, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry, I just got to deliver this pizza down the road, and my boss has been kind of on my case, you know, and I've been having trouble with, my, Judy, I gotta go, I'm sorry, are you sure you're okay, I gotta go, I'm really sorry. Yeah, so she, she like, so much development. I know, he had three lines, you got so much backstory, he's like, my boss is always on my back, he's on my case. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry, man. I gotta, I gotta deliver these pizzas, he was and he so was like, worried. out of there. Oh man! So did she just like run out into the street, or did she get like she, she was, was, run, yeah, she was she upset? Was running. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she was upset, so she ran away. And yeah, the guy just screeches to a halt, and she jumps on his hood. Yeah, and then she runs so back funny. into the house when she gets. It was so funny because yep. she was running away, almost gets hit by a car, <laughs> and then Mr. Miyagi comes out to check on her, and she gets so mad that she runs back into the house. <laughs> She's like, I know I did something wrong, bah. 
<laughs> it was that pizza guy though was so sincere in his fear of losing his job oh, and almost hitting the girl and worried about the pizzas still being warm. <laughs> he was so so good. That guy was really committed. I I needed more of him. I also thought all the scenes with Eric at the train yard were really weird. I liked the setting of those. Yes, but, I thought this the yard itself was cool. But things were weird. Yeah. But it felt like they were trying to put way too much character into Eric, and I felt like he didn't need that much character. Like they're given like the my dad used to work at this train yard. Yeah. And now I stand and on the trains and look wistfully into the sunset. He does have a sweet Yeah, that's car, why the though. movie was like and two hours long. I was like, why? <laughs> For no reason. Why does the scene need to be here? Why can't we just establish that she actually likes Eric and he's actually a nice guy? <laughs> I don't know why we need these weird train scenes. I don't know. It's just I, think, I feel like, I I feel like they just like... thought it was a cool location. Yeah, the location scout just like saw that and was like, we can use this train. And I can dig that because the train yard was very cool. And I liked when he was talking to her while walking on the train. That was, like, that was a cool, cool yeah, scene yeah. where he, like... And she tells him to watch out when there's like a gap, but he's mm-hmm. like, oh, "Look, I've been doing this forever, so I'm, I'm fine." Yeah, I I don't think he was like quite the right actor to play the role. Like, I'm sure they could have got someone better, mm. but um, so like she gets caught, like she gets into this argument with one of the alpha elite guys going way back, and he like says that she was he caught her smoking, which is a lie, and yeah. so then Eric is like given this role to take care of her, watch over to get to her next class. I did like in that moment where, like, once he found out that she had this falcon, like, he was kind of playing, like, I don't know. Like, he was kind of playing it off like he... He was kind of teasing her like he was going to be a regular alpha. He was teasing her, and I thought that was, like, well, yeah. that whole sequence was well-written. I, I, yeah, I liked... I thought that was really... Yeah, I think you're totally right. I don't think I appreciated it at the time, but I think you're yeah. right. Like, he, like he really does so kind of worried play, like, about She's the so falcon. worried, and he gets why she's worried, because, like, the alpha lead have this reputation. But he, he like... So he's kind of teasing her about it, mm-hmm. which is a little mean. But, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, he was and like, he was, it was playful. Like he, and he's a genuinely nice guy. He wasn't actually right. Doing so she anything. follows him all the way back to the the train station where he starts working, and you get a little bit of backstory there, but I don't think we needed it at all. There was one weird moment. So after she gets in trouble after being framed for smoking because the the one guy was creepily coming onto her sexually, that when she's in the principal's office and the guy tells the like, and Ironside tells the principal that this will not happen again or she's expelled forever. Wait, he tells her that he tells, he the, tells principal the principal that he tells the principal to tell her that yeah. basically. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> and this principal is so weak. That's when like she makes eye contact with Eric. And they're kind of looking at each other like, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? And then it shows Michael Ironside's noticing this. And I was like, oh, no, now he knows that she likes him. So they're going to. And then he's like, Eric, please take care of this girl. And I was like, is Ironside's trying to set, like, trying to throw him a bone? Like, <laughs> like I, I thought he was going going to, like, try to sabotage that relationship because he saw it was something she liked and she he just hated her. But he ends up, like, seeing them looking at each other and be like, yeah, all right, works for me. It yeah. just seemed like a weird, weird kind of out of place moment because it, they play it off like it's going to become another point of conflict. Yeah, you called the gas station scene. Oh, I, yes. I just, you nailed like, it. That was like something I just remembered. I you have no idea that. why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that gas attendant was useless. 
Mr. Miyagi. Like, why were they? Why were they all like ready to just like? <laughs> they were ready to kill just... him and rape her, or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah she's just... getting raped by everybody in this. Yeah, yeah. that's true. She's getting why, like but... mind raped by everybody. Just in cast this. a few more ladies as villains, movie. Right. And this problem doesn't was... have to be in. The it's movie. like they had two women in the movie, and then they were immediately like, "We need to fly this one out to California. Yeah, and get her, get her I mean, out of this movie." It's supposed to be like <laughs> rural Massachusetts, but these guys are like down home rednecky dudes that are like. Oh, a foreign guy. They all Let's have beat no, him up. Like, yeah, it's like they all have no jobs. They just hang out at their friend's gas station yes. in the middle of this. Well, Mr. Miyagi Jedi mind tricks the dog yeah. into becoming just an obedient pacifist dog, I guess. He turns him into a good yeah, dog. He's like, what did you do to my dog? Like, like nothing. I treated, a... I treated your dog with respect and love. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's a whip now or something like that. Like, after, like... 30 seconds. <laughs> we'll talk about the monastery a little bit because almost yeah. the entire yeah. movie takes place in oh, this yeah. monastery. Like, at least half this movie is at the monastery. <laughs> she wakes up in her socks, which bothered me because who sleeps in their socks? Come on. I do if it's cold. I do you in do? the winter time. Yeah, if it's cold, I will. Come on. Um, <laughs> she almost kills a cockroach, which like upsets the monastery people. Yeah. And yes. They turn against her at that point in the movie. And to make up for it, she catches a prank mantis. Didn't understand yes. it. And takes, just hands it back. Takes to a prank mantis out of its natural habitat and brings it back to the monastery. And, and they... then he says, "Now you're getting it." Yeah, or something like he that. He loved it. Like, yeah, she hands him that thing, and he was so thrilled that she brought him that praying mantis. I mean, praying mantises are cool, but this scene's slightly different to me too because the DVD kept skipping during this exact scene, <laughs> so I had to keep taking it out and cleaning it and trying it again. So I had to see this girl take this praying mantis at least five times. <laughs> So, so frustrating. Oh my god. And she like runs like crazily <laughs> through the field, like this big purple field. The field looked motion. amazing though. She runs weird in general. I don't know if I, maybe that was just me, but every I feel like she was running kind of like with this weird like. Well her clothes arms don't fit her. She can't run very well. Yeah, was her hair's always in the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are things other than her attitude that need to get fixed with this poor But she girl. yeah, once as she, at the monastery she really starts to dedicate herself to learning to jump from the one rock to the other rock with a cool <laughs> flying roundhouse kick. <laughs> <laughs> Arguably, uh, she does not learn karate at all in this movie. <laughs> well, she already knew some, I guess, was kind of like the outfit. She just needed a refresher course. Yeah. Uh, she got like the Cliff Notes karate. <laughs> they also didn't expose that part of the film correctly when she's doing that leap. It's like noticeably a lot darker than the rest of the mm. movie, if you hadn't noticed. Because they did like a, a slow motion, and they just have to, you have to light that differently. You have to use a lot more light when mm. you're doing slow motion, and I guess they just didn't care, just yeah. didn't do it. There were three or four times they did slow motion. I was like, why is this scene in slow motion? <laughs> it was like someone getting out of a car, and it was in slow motion. I was like, what the hell what is going on? What are you on? doing? This is weird. Were they just trying to slow it down because they didn't have enough footage to make this scene make sense? Or... And then she upends the monastery in the end by exposing them to music and yeah. to Western culture. She's playing uh, music in their big dance hall area. I While guess. She, like yeah, she's like place. training with, to the music. And she, she thinks she's upset them, but then the monks turn the music back on and they start dancing. And it's, yep. that's a pretty great scene, I think. And she... And everyone just starts uh, oh, dancing Oh, and after together. the cockroach thing, they, would, like, they didn't eat with her. They would like refuse to eat yeah, it. Yeah, they didn't even look at her. Yeah, so she thought they were mad at her the whole time. And finally, at the end, they throw her a birthday party. And she gets one gift... And one uh, wish? Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. What is the gift and what is the wish? The wish was that the monks would come back to her place. Which leads to an awesome scene that we'll talk about in a second. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> I don't know what the gift was. The gift was. was an arrow that Mr. Miyagi catches out of the air. For some reason, just to show how like, <laughs> just what a BA he's he so is. Because so good, yeah. They like, shoot an arrow and he just snatches her out of the air. And they're like, here's an arrow. <laughs> Wait, so how's that a gift? 
They got to see a performance. She got to and, see and now she has Miyagi she now she owns oh, an arrow. It's okay. a weapon. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she just wanted to see a performance. Yeah. And it, <laughs> there could have been like a Chekhov's bow there, like where she could have been trained to use this weapon. Yeah, I almost and then use later in the movie, which thing, didn't happen because but... that would have put a nice twist on this movie. Because the other um, Karate Kill kid films, he's not. I think he uses nunchucks, maybe. But he's not well, both, actively using I think using both weapons. of the movies have like an object. Like in the second one, they have the little drums, mm-hmm. which they kind of like come back to you and then like motivate him in the final fight. And Yeah, there's no bow and arrow scene in the, mm. the end of this film, which maybe they was and they just yeah, Maybe got, got written out or something at some point. Because that would be cool if she was just like the Hunger Games Katniss Everdeen style. Just <laughs> yeah. go with a bow and arrow. But we do need to talk about the bowling alley. <laughs> are you okay andy did the bowling alley upset you or excite you no because it excited me it was like the one point in this film where i was having genuine fun with this movie so the, <laughs> the the gift pays off the monks in the monastery come to visit julie while she's at the prom yes while she's at the prom mr miyagi takes them on a night the, on the town the one thing they want to do and he's like oh i don't want to do this but they end up doing it anyway is going bowling yeah and there's this Blonde comb over, forty-year-old white guy oh my God. in the bowling alley that, for some reason, eggs on these monks yeah. into a He's bowling like the competition. Bowling alley bully because every building has to have its own bully in these films. A dollar a point, and the monks just wipe the floor with him. In a, another bowling montage, including the best scene where one of them bowls straight into the gutter and it jumps out of the gutter. <laughs> yes. And I hate to be a stickler for bowling rules, but that doesn't count. It doesn't. When it a ball goes it's... into the gutter, it is zero points. I also thought that the little ramp they put in the gutter to throw the ball back out was really obvious. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, oh, I, I wasn't looking. Yeah, there's like a wedge of wood that they stuck in the gutter that pops the ball back out, and it was just like glued in there. <laughs> got a strike, though, so they had to do a couple takes. I oh, bet. I'm sure they did. Oh, my God. But <laughs> This was like the day off for the crew. Hey, we're shooting at this bowling alley. Everybody it, it was out. like a rapping party. Yep. Yeah. They, they, turned, they, they budgeted the rap party into the movie. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and make like, that claim. That producer was efficient. Like, hey. <laughs> and even this guy gets turned into the good side. Yeah. Because the monastery, the monks give him the ability to bowl blindfolded. And he gets a strike right away. He like passes out. They, the they like somehow. went. O- they went over like the whole bowling alley. Like everyone has the best time with the, the weird monks that live outside of town. And I mean, I I can't blame them. I think that'd be a lot of fun too if you were at the bowling alley and these dudes showed up and had this crazy competition. But that scene was they great. have like two hundred people watching that bowl too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because it's a big deal. That's what happens at bowling alleys. You <laughs> can't remember the last time. <laughs> Every time. That's why. But that was pretty great. So I I also liked the scene where Mister Miyagi's trying to buy Julie the dress. Yes. <laughs> and there's kind of a snooty dress salesman who's in like at first it's it sounds like mr miyagi's buying a dress for himself want to buy a dress um formal dance uh, very important of course well as you see we have all sorts of styles do you like an a-line or do you like a, a t-length or do you like off the shoulder oh miyagi like everything but the dress not for me dress for a teenage girl of course well what kind of a girl is she? Is she trendy or conservative? Oh, we can do a silk chemise or a crepe de chine. Um, girl have good spinning back kick, but need work on sword hand block. Yes, that's uh, very helpful. It didn't, <laughs> yes. though. But no, didn't. it didn't. But the implication that's was the, supposed yeah, to be there? Yes, that's, yeah, it's implied, but it's very clearly not. And... <laughs> 
Yeah, like I just imagine like if a guy came into a dress store, he's buying it for himself. No, <laughs> for someone else. Like there was no implication that he well, was buying it for himself, and, and, and then he had to like he had to say like, "Oh, this is not for me." They also, I also felt like it was almost implied that the guy was like, "Oh, it's a foreign guy. He must be confused about what a dress store is." And I'm like, "It's not like we're." <laughs> Japan's not like a third world place or something. I don't understand why you'd be like. Do they have dresses in he Japan? He doesn't understand what he's seeing with his eyes. <laughs> like, he gave that girl no information to work from, and she nope, somehow no. got like the exact size right. That's he's like, yeah. <laughs> she's not too, not too big, not, not too skinny, not too skinny, <laughs> not too tall, not too short. I know that it's like all the movies, but his broken English was really hurt. It was forced. It was, it was really rough. It didn't feel as forced in the other films. It, this it, one, it, it felt, does. I, he, I think he had developed his English a lot better since that first yeah. film yeah and it just what he was trying to do his original accent in the film and it just was not working yeah I, it felt really artificial and weird i'd have to go back and watch the other ones because like That's i have nothing to compare it to i have nothing to compare it to it definitely right now. feels more natural in my memory but you know we've as we've seen before <laughs> we don't always remember these movies the best so also like i I just finally like started to question this. Why does Mr. Miyagi talk in the third person at all? He does it, yeah, all the time, and it's just sort of a Mr. Miyagi thing. I guess it's supposed it's like to be a character part of his, trait. But yeah, like, part of his mystique is, is. I guess I just didn't get it. I don't know, but we have the final showdown. So the prom bungee scene happens. Yep. And Ned the bully, for whatever reason, just keeps antagonizing Eric because he wanted to rape Julie. <laughs> and he's so like, he's yeah, he's mad at Eric yes, because he yeah, Ned wanted to yeah. rape Julie, and now Eric is like dating, dating Julie, and he up. finds that offensive. So he they he leave, also quit the Alpha Elite, and that's not acceptable. They leave the prom. Eric is outside the house. Julie's house. Ned breaks his windows with a baseball bat. His yeah, sweet, all of his hot, oh, red yeah. hot rod. Really nice what, car. Yeah, which what he, car guy? Car guy? What car was that? It was. He says he, he directly tells you in the movie. <laughs> yeah, but you're the car guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, car guy. What is it? <laughs> I don't even. It was like a Buick two seven eight or something like that. No, <laughs> it, was it was a sweet like, red car with a black racing stripe. If you go to the Internet Movie Car Database, they'll have it there. Well, you're the Internet Movie Car Database <laughs> for the podcast. It's the same Buick that was in Fast and Furious. <laughs> so Ned busts his windows open and then challenges him to. A dock fight? Yes. The, everything has to happen at the docks. Whether it's sex or fighting, it's happening Sometimes at the docks. Sometimes both, I guess. I, it, his, I feel like he probably does both at the same time. Eric takes the bait, follows Ned to the dock. Yep. The Alpha Elite are there to ambush him, and yep. they blow his car they up. They blew his car like straight up. That was a really nice car, <laughs> and they destroyed car. it. The he was not sad broken. about it, though. He was like, yeah. They didn't he was more kind of say he was like, oh dang, why'd you guys do that? I would have been set. that was a really nice car, and yeah. he apparently saved it from a junkyard and rebuilt it himself. He's like, well, this himself. is gonna be a bad day. <laughs> and you fix this scene by having Julie and Miyagi not knowing where they are on the dock, having the car explode, and be like, oh, there must be over there. I'd have been yeah. like, I, I would have seen that and been like, I'm leaving to immediately call the police and tell them you torched the police my are car. In on it, Andy. Oh my god. <laughs> Michael yeah, that's like, is like <laughs> chief of police <laughs> and like the principal of the school. The police show up. And they're like uh, their other alpha elite members that graduated, or all the police are like ah. Okay. He owns the whole town. My God, he's like that villain in Hot Fuzz. <laughs> he's drunk with power. Yeah. So Ned and him have a fight. Ned ends up winning because yes. the alpha elite join up and just beat the crap out of yeah. Eric. Yeah. Eric's not even that good of a fighter. He's really not. And the fighting in this scene isn't that good. It's just a lot of punching and kicking. But I mean, he didn't really train to fight. Like in the early scene, there's a scene where Michael Ironsides is like. 
training the alpha elite in like the quad of the yeah. school or whatever. And yeah, <laughs> where a football scene would take place in a film. Yes, it's There's exactly a where, where the football team would be playing. In but instead, film. it's these guys like doing their Krav Maga stuff. And Eric's like, "I don't want to fight." And I'm like, "Why did you join the Alpha League yeah. guy? You were clearly not." Yeah, and he well, has like a well, good point too, because like he's like Michael Aaron says, like. Eric, come over here and fight me. And he's just like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to let you just show off. To, <laughs> yeah, to that was Which exact, is actually yeah, what he was doing. Well, exactly <laughs> he true. does have motivation because he was looking for a recommendation for the Air Force. Yeah, that's true. And he says so that he, like he joining the Alpha Elite is like a really good thing to have, I guess, yeah. on your extracurriculars when you're applying to stuff. But yeah, so they beat the crap out of Eric. Yeah, and then uh, what? just Mr. Miyagi and, and Julie, Miyagi Julie show, show up. up. And they're ready to fight, and she's like, I want to fight him, I want to take him on. Mr. Maggie's like, no, don't, fighting's always, someone gets hurt when you fight. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, he's just like, okay, yeah, go ahead, fight. (laughs) (laughs) There was no, like, big turning point, or, like, there was no plea, like, by Julie to explain like this guy was trying to rape me Mr. Miyagi <laughs> and you'd be like oh okay yeah kick his ass yeah. you know I mean come on that's just, that is un- can that... I do it oh you go first and then we'll we'll beat him up together I would have loved Mi- to see Miyagi, that Miyagi's Miyagi like think it go okay. to town yeah. Miyagi say go to town why didn't you not tell Miyagi earlier about rape <laughs> me would have killed a person <laughs> I would have done it Miyagi's self I would have done it Miyagi style <laughs> Miyagi rape Ned. <laughs> what is he, a caveman now? <laughs> He's Tarzan? He's suddenly Tarzan in your, your accent? No, no, that was not me. That was Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> we, I think we have definitely written a movie that is ten times better than the movie we watched. <laughs> this That's really how these podcasts go. Yeah. So Julie ends up beating up Ned with just a bunch of weird kicks and things. Yeah. They're all slow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They're no. super slow. Yeah, where you should have used fast motion or actually done a little choreography. Or at least just more camera to cuts that. to, like, kind of cover up the movements. Yeah, you think just... you would have made... You trained her a little better in a movie yeah. called The I, so I, Kid. In, in the IMDb credits, it did say that uh, the crew... that Or the choreographer gave... Um, Hillary Swank a pink belt because she was really good at all of like the intricate moves, but couldn't do any of the basics. Yeah, she just didn't know how to do any of the basics whatsoever. Yeah, she couldn't block. She couldn't do. Much <laughs> she couldn't punch, anything. kick, block, like any of that stuff. So yeah, very well. So she kind of she beats. She doesn't even Ned. beat him with that sweet move that she learned on the rocks. No, she uh, beats he... him with the. So she was in the monastery, like in Karate Kid Part Two, I think. Yeah. Where Daniel's yeah. son is training in the barn and Mr. Miyagi's throwing stuff down at him. The mm. scene, the same scene yep. happens yes. almost, but it's not as good because no. da- Daniel's son had like spikes and scary stuff. He did. Karate Kid Two is just a great film, yeah, yeah. so it's hard to compete with it. So, but she, <laughs> apparently she has gained the ability to fight blind, which Ned throws yeah, dirt right. in her eyes. He throws dirt straight in her eyeballs, <laughs> right in her eyeballs. And but then later on, after the fight. No dirt on her face whatsoever. No. <laughs> so she is able... She does do the crane kick, I guess, here, but it's just really bad. Yeah. I mean... It's not good. <laughs> that's it's summary not of this same. whole film, I feel like. It was also Learned just... a different move. Yeah, like, it was just you know? so convenient to like throw those bags at her, blindfold, and then just have to use that ability in the end. It was just like... Right. We only taught you this thing because we knew that this guy was going to throw sand in your face. I mean, I, I get. I think they were just trying to call back Karate Kid, where like you know the big climax of his training is learning the crane kick on the thing, and then he has to do it in the tournament. But 
The, the it, tournament makes so much more sense. It, it does, really did. Because there are, there are rules. Work. Everything is clean. Mr. Miyagi knows like stuff's going to be on the up and up. When Mr. Miyagi tells Julie to go fight this guy, he has to know. He's like, she's not ready for yeah, to, to fight, right? I don't she, know. He just has to know that she she's going to lose if she goes in there. But, you know, as a story element, she wins, but... But yeah, so then no Ironside beat all those people. So then Ironside tells some of the other guys to just Old beat her Michael up all at once, right? <laughs> He's just like, "You get it, Walter Goggins." So he tells him to get in there. He's mm-hmm. like, "No, man." Yeah, <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> Echoing for the first movie, the bullies turning on their master. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Ironside is basically wants them dead. Absolutely, yeah, he wants to murder these people. In He's trying to get out of the charges for blowing blood. up that car. <laughs> <laughs> He's just covering his tracks. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no witnesses. So Mr. Miyagi has enough and just beats the crap out of him. Yep. Michael Ironside doesn't even get a hit in. No. He's just being blocked and toyed around by Mr. Miyagi to the point where Mr. Miyagi just blows on his face as the final, the final He didn't blow. even do the... I thought he was going to do, do the, the nose honk. The nose grabby honk. Which one is that from? That's the first film. First two, okay. I think he does it in the first two. I was also expecting the nose honk. Yep. I thought it was going to be the nose honk. And then... Julie-san says that Miyagi kicks some ass, and then he says, no, I didn't. And she's like, yeah, you did. He's like, okay, I did. <laughs> How many times Miyagi said, fighting not good? I know. Somebody always gets hurt. Mr. Miyagi, come on, admit it. Who kicks some butt? Julie-san, fighting not good. But if must fight, we. And then we fade out on Miyagi's face, and then the hawk is suddenly back, flying <laughs> over the lake. Oh my god. I, I, I'm going to be honest, I zoned out at that moment. I don't remember that okay. happening. And then the credits run. I Okay, and I will say... I, I, what happened to her mom? She died in California oh, gardening no. Mr. Miyagi's I wasn't garden. paying attention during the movie credits, but the IMDb credits list somebody as the voice of the hawk. Sure. Like, they list that a was person <laughs> as the voice of the hawk. Well, yeah, you got to give a credit to somebody. I was like, wait. <laughs> I don't remember the hawk having any sort of lines. They probably used like um, a sound effect that they thought didn't have uh, a connect- <laughs> They, they like were a, like, a where are we going to possibly reference? find a recording of a hawk? Well, they probably already used it. And we're like, okay, well, that guy did the hawk, so we got to put him in the credits now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we, they they, they like, really found funny. someone on findsounds.com that did like a hawk sound. <laughs> <laughs> it was just one of the crew guys. It was probably the blonde guy from the bowling alley. He was like, guys, in case you need it, I could do a really, really bitchin' hawk. I would have liked scenes of the grandmother talking to Mr. Miyagi. How is Julie doing? Yeah. yeah. How's this? Yeah. You took her I to noticed, a monastery? Yeah. Why did you do that? She got suspended from school for two weeks. <laughs> like, I, I actually, I had the same thought while watching it. Like, she never once checks in. Like, he sends her to his, his home in L.A. and she is like gone i'm on vacation i'm she's your problem now bye she doesn't even bring her homework to the monastery that would have been a thing that she could have been doing i mean she could have developed herself a little more personally it definitely yeah absolutely could have been at least a little invested it seemed like yeah i was kind of confused that they didn't bring the grandma back just for even the last scene like i don't I mean, like, I don't really care if she called or not, but, like, just sh- have her show back up and then reconcile right. that storyline. Right. Or don't show it at all whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, Julie needed to have the moment where she's like, I was being a jerk to you. I learned the way. Yeah, that's, yeah. I could have used the, that we reconciliation. Can, we can have a big hug at the end. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, because she already kind of implied that, like, as the grandma was leaving, she was like, sometimes I say things that I don't mean, and then the grandma says the same thing, and then they don't hug. You could have just had them re-recognize that and then hug this time. Yeah. Yeah. Even just, like, if the grandma come back and she's like, grandma, and runs out and hugs the grandma, and the grandma's surprised at how like how nice like just the hug itself so yeah, and, and she then looks show, up, he's, show and mr miyagi's he's, face Miyagi's on the porch and he just nods and yeah. like and that. then show that hawk flying over the lake at the <laughs> very <With> the credits. <laughs> <laughs> <With the> credits. <laughs> it's dark in one scene and suddenly it's daylight and there's a hawk flying over <laughs> a lake end movie how are we gonna wrap this up we, is that supposed to be like imagery or something like that? Like she's <laughs> she's the broken like Wait, broken wing hawk, and the like now she just like she's healed and she's flying over a lake or Wait, something. That guy That's who deep. bungee jumps breaks his arm. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's the, the hawk. hawk. He's gonna take care, of, or she's gonna take care of him <laughs> now as well on bro- top of the roof. <laughs> That's who she was telling her problems to the whole movie. Yeah, he was secretly in love with her. As soon as he broke his arm, he was connected to the hawk. <laughs> Oh, man. I do not ever need to come back to this movie, though. My favorite scene out of all of them, though, and I don't really remember the song. Like, it, it's not coming to me, but, like, there's a song called Moving On Up that they play when Moving they show the Alpha. Moving On Up. Yes. Moving On Up. <laughs> they show the Alpha Elite walking through school in their mom jeans, and I was like, is this scene right for this movie? Is this song right? That take gets held for a while. You see, like, a full, from their head to their toe, walking up. Oh, yeah, they're man. all walking scene. in mom jeans, and they're just like, they're moving tucked in on shirts, up, yeah. <laughs> moving on up. And I was like, this is the wrong song oh, for boy. this whole scene. <laughs> but it was hilarious. So many moments in this film that I had to question. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them outside the movie, like, why were you watching? <laughs> yeah, that too. sure to join us on our next episode when we talk about The Mummy. Where did you get this? On a dig down in Thebes. Jonathan, I think you found something. There is an ancient legend of a place known as the City of the Dead. I call it the doorway to hell. Where the earliest pharaohs were said to have hidden the wealth of Egypt. Are we going into battle? There's something out there, something underneath that sand. They came to uncover its secrets. Mummies, my good son. This is where they made the mummies. They sought to unlock its treasure. And then there was light. Oh, boy. What they did. Oh, my God. It does exist. I think this may be the Book of the Dead. Was unleash a force unlike any the world has ever known. You must not read from the book! You have unleashed the creature that we have feared for more than 3,000 years. He will regenerate and no longer be the undead. We are in serious trouble. This one! If the occasion calls for it! Trust me! It calls for it! Universal Pictures invites you. This powers are growing. What? This just keeps getting better and better. To experience the adventure. It appears he's already chosen his human sacrifice. That will live forever. If he turns me into a mummy, you're the first one I'm coming after. Go!
follow me.